you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we had a, a nice week 10 by to, uh, re, you know, just to rest up and get ready for this big game against the Minnesota Vikings. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, it's re- renewed and, and refreshed and uh, and recharged. Uh, you know, probably probably I needed this bye week just as much as the Cowboys players. Maybe, <laughs> maybe only maybe only slightly less. Yeah, I think we all needed it just to just because it's been such a rough season uh, to yeah. kind of reset. Um, and, and believe it or not, Landon, this game <laughs> is really important for the Cowboys in Week Eleven. With you know, how, however you're viewing this game, right? Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. if you want the Cowboys to to tank and get a uh, top five pick. You need to lose to this Vikings team that's sub 500. <laughs> but if you want the Cowboys to make the playoffs or at least make a run for it, this is a really important game because with Washington on the schedule in Week 12, there's an outside chance that the Cowboys could be leading the division as we're eating our Thanksgiving turkey on <laughs> Thursday. So it's 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 been quite the season, hasn't it? I, I mean, I, I, I can't think of another time when this late in the season you could be – as equally close to a first round pick, I mean, first overall pick, and uh, a playoff spot. I mean, it's it's really nuts the the kind of spectrum of, of potential outcomes that that could befall the Cowboys this late in the season. You'd think by now you'd have some kind of idea with the way the season. I mean, I I, I will. Well, say we have an idea, over, right? We have an idea. Yeah, we have an idea. We have an idea. But uh, but as far as it being kind of undecided, as far as the two most broad spectrum uh, ends of the spectrum with worst team in football and you know potentially making the playoffs and hosting uh, a playoff game, right? That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah. Hosting a playoff game, so. It's uh, it's it's unlike anything I've seen in a while. I think it's it really it shows you how terrible this division is. To be yeah, honest, welcome to the NFC least. Uh, let's talk about this upcoming game for the Cowboys uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, and I want to start with the Cowboys' offense. Uh, this will be the third straight week the Cowboys have a new starting quarterback. Andy yep. Dalton will be returning to the lineup. Uh, after that brutal hit by John Bostic in the Washington game before, he also went through the the whole COVID thing. What are we expecting from Andy Dalton in this game? Because what we saw against Arizona wasn't great. What we saw in the first half against Washington wasn't good either. Are we expecting him to play better with some time off? I hope so, or I don't hope so. It really depends on what's, uh, what. <laughs> what it's a perfect for. answer. It really is. I mean, the the thing that's so I think shocking to me is that if this team was purely about. And maybe they are, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that if this team was purely about winning football games and trying to like actually, you know, win these next few games, and and nothing else, 
I, I would have a hard time not putting Garrett Gilbert back in, into agree. the game at this point. I, I don't understand what you've seen in Andy Dalton in a game and a quarter or a game and a half or whatever it is that makes you think that he's more adept to, to you know produce in this offense than, than what we've seen with Gilbert. Now, obviously, Andy Dalton has a long history in the NFL. He has started many football games and – Garrett Gilbert, you know, that was one game and, 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 and maybe that was a fluke of, you know, of not having a lot of tape out there, though. I, I mean, I watched a lot of the AAF. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I, you know, I, I think despite all of that, you know, I, they still feel more comfortable with uh, trotting Andy Dalton out there. And, and I and, and look, part of it may be they paid Andy Dalton a lot of money to be the back. Of well, is it is another part of it? Maybe the, just the the full playbook is open to Andy Dalton where that's sure. not the case for Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. And maybe, and maybe Mike McCarthy knows, Hey, we have 30 good plays for Garrett Gilbert on Sunday. Uh, after that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. And he knows that they can only go so far on offense with Garrett Gilbert. That's certainly, that's certainly, that certainly the, uh, could be a possibility. I just think that you have seen enough in Andy Dalton to know that, I mean, he has pretty strongly defined weaknesses, and mm-hmm. and and I don't know that his weaknesses uh, specifically seem to match up. And this is you know this is all stuff that we've talked about when Andy Dalton started started for the team. I I have concerns that Andy Dalton's weaknesses line up a lot with the the weaknesses of what the Cowboys have on this offense around him. Uh, his inability to kind of produce when there's a lot of pressure to, to throw the football and deliver when, when there's, you know, uh, a lot of uh, junk around his feet and, and people in his face, that's going to happen a ton. You know, I mean, I think each week is going to be a little bit different and maybe, you know, this week we're, we're facing a team that doesn't necessarily have a, an elite pass rush. Like you worried about maybe with Pittsburgh, but I, I think that it's, it's something to be concerned about enough that I thought that Garrett Gilbert showed, uh, uh, an adeptness for that, you know, an, an ability to, to kind of, you know, be able to navigate a, a muddy pocket and deliver the ball. So, you know, I, I think obviously their thought process is that Andy Dalton has started a bunch of games. Like you said, they feel more comfortable with with rolling out a larger percentage of the, po- of the playbook because he has more familiarity with it. Uh, and that, you know, just because of it's the NFL, there's, there's a lot of things that, that, Gilbert has never seen and that are going to get thrown at him if he starts these next few games. So I can understand wanting to go to someone who knows who's seen this kind of thing before. I just have concerns that, you know, you're not, you, you know what you're getting with Andy Dalton. And, and is that, is that going to be a good match for what's around the rest of the Cowboys offense enough, you know, to win a game. And, and that's it may, again, Maybe that's not the goal here, <laughs> you know. Maybe the goal is not to win the game, but I, I just I, I, there's a lot of angles here, and and Andy Dalton um, starting the game is is it's 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 kind of blah in my opinion. It, it's but I, maybe it's the safe thing to do. And that's exactly what what I was going to say. He probably of all the quarterbacks between Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, and Dalton probably gives you the highest floor, right? Like probably, you can trust yeah. him in the game to make the right audibles. Uh, you know, if Minnesota is showing some blitzes, I'm sure he's not going to be totally confused and befuddled. Nope. And I, my guess is that's what it is. It's just easier to design a game plan around Andy Dalton than it is Garrett Gilbert. Maybe the ceiling is quite a bit higher for Gilbert, but if you're just looking to get competent quarterback play 
maybe Andy Dalton can give that to you. Um, I think what will help, Landon, is Minnesota's defense is not that good. I mean, they have two really good players in Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. After that, it looks a lot like the Cowboys' defense, right? Yeah. It's just a lot of guys that, you know, high pedigree guys that aren't playing well or some undrafted free agents. Uh, where can the Cowboys expose this Vikings defense? Well, I mean, I'm really kind of shocked to say this, just having someone being someone who watched the Vikings the last few years. But I would say the defensive line. You know, it feels like they've they've taken on some injuries. They've lost some players. Obviously, Everson Griffin has come and gone uh, from here. From Where there did he go? Here, I don't even remember. Place. Uh, the Lions, right? Uh, yeah, well, well, I was saying exactly. after he left Minnesota. but Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> either way, yeah, I was completely missed. Uh, <laughs> either way, you know, it's it's – it's not the, it's not your your father's or your grandfather's Vikings defensive line. You it's know? not the purple it's, people it's, eaters, not at all. It certainly is not that. So I think that there's there's some hay to be made, especially with the Cowboys' interior versus the defensive interior of Minnesota. Um, you know, and and I think kind of going back to your point and 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 going back to what we were just talking about previously. Yeah, the Cowboys are gonna have to find a way to start running the football again, and and, and it's with 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 the team with the team they have around them, uh, with the quarterbacks that they have, whether it's Andy Dalton or Gary uh, Garrett Gilbert, uh, you know, I think they have to find a way to uh, to to run the football a little bit because, you know, I think that's especially with Dalton because I think with Gilbert they 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 thought that they could at least you know spread things out and throw the ball. Now that we're going back to Dalton, I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more balance to try to you know get some more play action, to get some uh, better looks in these throws. Uh, and I think it's going to help open things up uh, you know, in the intermediate and short passing game, which is where I think Andy Dalton can really do some things. Especially, you know, look, we still have one of the better wide receiving cores in football, um, and they are struggling to cover people. I mean, if you want to talk about one team that had the most glaring weakness going into the offseason this year or going into coming out of it frankly i mean they, they didn't do enough is is it's minnesota vikings in the in their cornerback situation it's been tough and um you know they they did go out there and they got glad to uh, it was a tcu prospect a mm-hmm. lot of us liked coming out of the draft and i and i think he's gonna be a good player uh but but he's he's been a little bit rough so far uh and he's been you know basically all they've got, they've got another guy named Chris Jones, who's uh, and, and, and I, I heard it on the Locked On crossover show when I was listening to you uh, and Luke talk about it. it's not that Chris Jones, it's another Chris Jones, yeah, some other the bad Chris Jones. Jones, not the good Chris Jones. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I, they've got a couple different spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, much you know, you said it, much like the Cowboys, they have a couple different spots on the defense where they're soft that can be attacked. Uh, you know, Kendricks is still a, a great run and hit linebacker. Harrison Smith is still patrolling the back end of that defense, uh, but I think they're if the Cowboys are trying to get back on track in the run game. I think this might be the week to do it, um, and and really attacking you know the the interior and the edges, um, and 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 running you know wide zone, getting the ball outside, uh, attacking these cornerbacks in the pass and the run game. Right. Uh, I think that the, the, there are those are really good spots for Cowboys to kind of make some hay early and often. Yeah, I'm looking at the C.D. Lamb, Jeff Gladney battle in the slot. Two Big 12 guys going at it. Uh, Gladney has not been very good this year. Uh, Lamb's going to have a pretty significant size advantage. He probably has a speed advantage as well. Uh, that would be a spot that the Cowboys really should target if, they're wa- if they want to be effective on offense. Really quickly, before we move on to the defense, 
which running back is the better fit against the Minnesota defense? Is it Ezekiel Elliott or is it Tony Pollard? Would you rather have the speed of Pollard or do you want the bruising inside running of Elliott in this game? I, I honestly I honestly think it's going to take both of them. I, I would agree. Week. Because I, I really think that they, if they want to, look, if you're trying to really win this game, you really want to get this run game back on track. And, they, and they've got to take the air good, out of the football, right? And I think Minnesota's yeah. going to try to do the same thing on the other side of the ball. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I, but I think that if the Cowboys could find a way with a good mixture of both, and, and I do think, again, they need both and, and, a, and a healthy mixture of both. Uh, if they could get both of these guys started and going, it's it's going to just help with you know keeping the defense off track, keeping possession of the of the ball, uh, and again, it's just going to help with the windows for your quarterback who you know he's he's not Dak Prescott, but but he can but if a guy's open, he's going to get it to him, and and I think that the, we have wide receivers on this team that when they get the hand, their ball in the hands, uh, they get the ball in their hands, they they can make plays. So. Uh, they need to find a way the way that they're going to get good production out of Andy Dalton is to make him into a point guard make him distribute these passes and and let the the playmakers can you know make the actual plays uh and I think that the, the way to get those open windows in the inter- intermediate area is to uh you know suck the linebackers up with play action and, and get in, and get get in behind them and, and make them think about Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard inside outside all over the place and forget about the pass I also want to mention, this is Mike McCarthy's first bye week as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Jason Garrett of the last decade uh, was a terrible coach after the bye week. His teams always came out incredibly flat. Um, I'm curious to see what does this team look like? Do they come out with a sense of urgency? Uh, do they start fast or do they, you know, are, are they going to have the same struggles that Garrett had starting out slow? Uh, something to just to monitor here. Mike McCarthy has also had a lot of success against the Vikings before. Yeah. Let's see if he can carry that over in week 11. Uh Let's go ahead and transition over to the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, Layden, we could start at a bunch of different spots, but this Minnesota Vikings offense has a lot of talent, and I want to start at the wide receivers because uh, I think that's the, the most intriguing part for me. Adam Thielen is still producing uh, like an elite receiver, but now they've got Justin Jefferson, which yeah. somehow he has been an improvement over Stephon Diggs, who is you know wide receiver one in his own right. Uh, over the last seven games, Justin Jefferson is on pace for 1,600 yards over the season. He dominated Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. The Cowboys secondary has not been very good this year. How are they going to match up with these two absolute studs at wide receiver? Well, I mean, I guess the good news you're looking at is that they did get Chidobe Awuze back this week. So that's one corner that you you feel okay about. And, and, and I mean, these two guys are playing as well as any two wide receivers in the league right now. Um, and at, on the other hand, you're not going to see a ton of other wide receivers besides these guys, nope. right? Like it's, it's mostly a two tight end, you know, sometimes a, a fullback and tight end offense, you know? So it's, it's, it's very similar like to what we saw with Cleveland early in the year, right? Yep. It, I mean, yep. that's where Kevin Stefanski came was from Minnesota. They basically run the same style of offense. 
Uh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but similar. No, no, offense. that's exactly right. And and I think that you know, uh, I think that what that means is that you're going to get a little bit more of isolation with those guys um, on the outside. You'll uh, they'll they'll definitely be running some play action and 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 trying to give you some boots and and those sort of things. So a lot of what what you talked about, a lot of what we saw at the Rams too. I mean, maybe not uh, as clean with the route route uh, stems like the Rams do. They like to disguise everything into the last minute and then and then let you know what's happening as they're running away from you. Um, but but I, I think that for, for the Cowboys on the outside, the, I mean, thank goodness Luzia came back this week because otherwise they Oof. would have been really in, in dire straits. I mean, I think they're already in kind of a tough spot because you know you don't really love the the matchup of him versus either one of those two guys, and then you look one spot down, and now it's 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 Anthony Brown, and you know I, I think that these are guys who can show you can give you something. But the Cowboys are going to need to try to find ways to produce pressure and, and get into Kirk Cousins' face because you know he, he just is not the same quarterback when that happens. Uh, and that's really the best bet for trying to win the matchups on the outside is just never allow it to get that far. So last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, or two weeks ago, we saw the Cowboys play some really solid run defense, easily the best we've seen all season long. Uh, but that's a different style of rushing attack than what the Cowboys will see here in Week 11. Again, this wide zone rushing attack that Cleveland used against the Cowboys early in the season, they had, what, 250 yards rushing in that game? I mean, it was just yeah. it was atrocious. Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league, he's been running hot over the last two months. How can the Cowboys try to slow down uh, this elite rushing attack? You know, I, I wonder if they don't play, you know, now that Sean Lee's back and, and has been playing a little bit more, I wonder if they don't just play a lot a lot more base defense this week. You know, I, I think that that's probably going to help with some of it. And and maybe what you'll see is even, and, and it's been, you know, they had a bye week, so maybe you'll see some bear fronts. I was maybe just going to, Tony some, Romo pointed that out in their last game against Pittsburgh, how they were using the bear fronts to help stop uh, the rushing attack. I, I, I do wonder if that's something maybe they found that they like and they could use this week i think you know look it's it definitely plays up to the kind of defensive tackles that you have right because you you really with 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 the absence of really someone who's going to destroy and eat up double teams what you get with the bear front is a is three interior one-on-one blocks right mm-hmm. with with the guards the guard the two centers uh and then you know with guys like big ends on like alden smith and demarcus lawrence you know you can kind of afford to to, to keep those guys inside and, and protect those gaps and then that frees things up a little bit for the linebackers to run so maybe they'll you'll see a little bit of that uh that does expose you a little bit on the back end because you know you you, you are you using up more of your resources in, inside the box and kind of down inside. Uh, and so you, you might end up isolating your uh, your corners even further, which could obviously be bad considering the situation. So they're going to need to find ways to get pressure if they're going to if they're going to run those fronts. And then again, I think running more of a traditional what I mean, we call it base, but it's it's it hasn't been base for, for years now. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, the more four down linemen, three linebacker, four, three traditional look. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's simply because I feel like, look, Sean Lee, when he's been on the field, has played well. These yeah, he has. It's been, it's been very limited snaps, but he has played well. You're trying to get your best players on the field, 
And in a def in an versus an offense like this, I, I think that you're justified in playing three linebackers uh, because you're just ge- seeing a lot of of twelve formation and twenty one formation. So it, it's it's a totally appropriate ma- matchup for the personnel. Uh, and I think, like I said, it gets potentially your best eleven defenders on the field at, at this point when you're looking at all the injuries they have at cornerback and, and you know uncertainty at, at the safety position. Now the one guy that we didn't mention on the Vikings offense is Kirk Cousins who uh, up until last year, the Cowboys have actually had a ton of success against Kirk Cousins. I don't think he ever won a game when he was with Washington uh, against Dallas. He did beat him last year uh, on that Sunday night football game, which still bad about They they should have won that one. But uh, Kirk Cousins, give us a skinny on him. Can can Dallas get some pressure on him and, and potentially slow down this offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're probably, you know, it's Riley Reef and, and and the rest of this offensive line is, is an experienced group, uh, except for, you know, some of the uh, Ezra Cleveland who, is a guard. Who might a, not play in this game. He missed Wednesday yeah. and Thursday's practice. So there may be even less experience in that guard position. Um, you know, it's it's a decent offensive line, but I do think that there there can be uh, hate be made uh, against them in the pass rush, um, and I think that that's really the way that they're going to have to attack this. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a guy that uh, you know he's he's very volatile. You know, I mean, and it, which is so crazy to say because he's you know so. Uh, uh, run of the mill in some ways, you know, but he's, like, so he, he he's just so average. He's, yeah, he's just that's exactly it. It's just mayonnaise, is what I think. Milk of. toast, exactly. Uh, yep, milk toast. Yeah, it's like it's he's so like you know you may get a game where everything he's seeing everything right and it's all being executed properly and he's cutting you up and and I think that that's kind of what happened at times with the Vikings game last year, right? Is when it's all working right. He's gonna he's gonna cut you up and and and, and you'll, it won't even be close. He's very much a quarterback but, that needs to be on script, you know, ahead of the chains in order to be successful. Yeah, and when and when they are, he's not going to be the reason they fail, Correct. right? Like that's that's where I think it is, is that if if they find a way, if they can get this this run game going. Uh, he can be deadly because he he can execute the offense without making mistakes uh, if you're not going to force his hand. Now, I think the Cowboys are going to need to force his hand. They got to find a way to get pressure on him, whether that's, you know, blitzing or just rushing. I, I think just, you know, dropping guys back and rushing for he's, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, uh, but, but he, he will, you know, execute some successful drives, even if you make him go the length of the field. Now, if you do that the whole game, he'll probably give you, he might give you a turnover. Mm-hmm. He might throw you a football, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that this if, if you're trying to win this game, you can't win it with a, uh, oh, let's just try to slow down their offense and we'll score more points. Not gonna that's happen. just no. not – that's not – even though this that's the way this defense is built, that's not going to happen because the, the quarterback disparity, I mean, let's be honest, even with Kirk Cousins having an off day uh, is, is probably pretty severe. So You, you need a similar I, game plan to what you had against Pittsburgh two yeah, weeks ago, exactly. right? Where you're, I, you you're, got to find a way to make a play, right? right. Like you got to find a way to, to stop them and, and not and on multiple drives and force punts because your offense is not going to put up 30 points. It's certainly not going to no. put up 30 points. It probably won't even put up, you know, 25. It may not even get to 21 points. And, you know, and so like I, I, I think the Cowboys have got to find ways to create turnovers, uh, slow this game way down uh, and Get off the field. Find a way to get off the field and keep them behind the chains. Make Kirk Cousins. Find a way to stop 
stop the run early. You got to find a way to stop Cook early, and if you can do that, you put you put uh, Cousins into third and long situations. You can find a way to get to him, force pressures. You can get off the field, but if you can't, if you if you get behind in the chains early in these downs, this team will eat you alive. This game for both sides is going to be one on first down, right? If the yep. Cowboys can have a lot of success on first down and offense, and give Andy Dalton, you know, second down and one or second and three and stay ahead of the chains, they'll have a chance to, to put up points. Same thing on the other side of the ball. If they can get the Vikings into second and nine and third and eight, then they can let those pass rushers tee off. But if they don't, this could be a long, long day for Dallas. All right, Landon, it's prediction time. Who do you have winning this game and why? I kind of think the Cowboys can win this game. I think right? so, too. That's funny. I I, 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 I might predict that. I think I am going to predict them to win this game. I think I am, too. Uh, be, I just think that Kurs, Cousins, as good as he can be, he's so up and down at times. The Vikings are a lot like the Cowboys at times when they can just lose games to like teams that maybe they don't have the the any business losing mm-hmm. to. And frankly, I think the Cowboys kind of fall into that category sure. right now. The, the Cowboys ha, uh, had a bye week. Uh, the Vikings are coming off of a short week. Uh, the matchup, just the way this game matches up. I mean, the way their defense is soft is uh, is the the best way for the Cowboys to attack on offense, right? Like, I, I think that if this had if this team had a, had a dominant defensive line and strong corners, uh, and you know weak safeties and weak linebackers, I I wouldn't feel as comfortable, Correct. right? Yes. I feel like yeah. I think that that would be a more difficult game. But I do think that the Cowboys can find a way to make hay here. I think that you know. I think that you know maybe Andy Dalton finds his footing here and and is able to have a Kirk Cousins type day where they stay on schedule and he's able to just make the throws that are in front of him instead of having to be forced into you know pushing the issue and that's when both of these quarterbacks are going to run into issues. So I don't know. I, I think Randy Gregory has a big day, has a couple big pressures. Uh, something that we're not expecting or uh, happens. Maybe Neville Gallimore continues to play the way that we think he he does, uh, and, and they're able to stop this running game uh, early and often because of, of of the Vikings' lack of uh, interior depth. Uh, is isn't you know just maybe plays plays the defensive tackle group that our defensive tackle group, which is really under under you know <laughs> under assault and yes. under staff. It's not great. And maybe they can just maybe they can play them to a draw, and if that's the case. I think the Cowboys might be in it at the end of the game, and if they're in it at the end of the game, it's a 50-50 game. So I'm picking the Cowboys. Yeah, I like the Cowboys too. I'm going to go 22-20. to 20. I think Mike McCarthy okay. and Kellamore with the 14 days off, they're going to be able to design enough on offense, enough trick plays or enough shot plays in order to move the ball on offense. And I think that's why they went back with Andy Dalton. All they've got to do is have three drives in this game that get points or four drives in this yeah. game that get points. I think they can do that. It's another week that the offensive line got some time to gel. Uh, maybe we'll even see some Brandon Knight this week, You know, considering he came back uh, to practice. Maybe he starts at right tackle. Just got a weird feeling. I, I think the Cowboys are going to steal this game. I think they're going to upset uh, the Vikings. And then we're going to be having a fun little conversation next week about the Cowboys potentially uh, leading the <laughs> NFC East uh, going into We're going to have 13. a lot of upset Cowboys fans if they win this game, to be uh, honest. There's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be upset themselves. Well, it's, well, that's what it is, I guess, this season. Yeah, that's, it's a weird time. It's guys. a, it's it's a weird time. season. 2020 is a weird year for us all. 
That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get the podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow the landed at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you next time. Enjoy week 11.